All right, Figgy, I'm coming Oof. from Los Angeles. I clearly am in Los Angeles because I have no voice left. What a week. All-Star week is over. We're looking ahead on this episode of Amazing But True to the second half with 69 games to go. The Mets are two and a half games up, and we expect this team to win the division. But there might be some hurdles along the way, Figgy. Trade deadline, DeGrom, mild shoulder soreness. We've heard this story before. Yeah, we're looking forward to the second half, but there are starting to be a lot of question marks. What are the moves that this front office is willing to make? And you have the Juan Soto sweepstakes coming through, and who knows what's next? All I know is that this team is continuing to do the little things to put themselves in a position to be an interesting September to remember. We'll talk about my all-star shenanigans, Starling Marte shirtless in Seattle on the red carpet. And a lot more. We also have interviews from Mets All-Stars. What other podcast you get them from this? Jeff McNeil, Edwin Diaz, Pete Alonzo, and a whole lot more from All-Star Week 2022. It's all coming up next on Amazing But True from the New York Post. Crack edition, baby. True 2 chains voice. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Queens, New York. Mets take the field. So amazing. Amazing but true. Orange and blue. So amazing. Here's the pitch. New York folks. It's out of here. We got you. Do you believe it? Do you believe in miracles? Yes. So don't sit here and call out the players who are busting their ass trying to win games. They teased no, they, us. They teased themselves. They're teasing us. They didn't tease they you. Sweep. No, look at my brass cojones because I throw the ball. You like that, Spanish Academy? You can't talk the talk and not walk the walk and then expect everybody to be okay with it. That's all. I've done enough scoreboard watching. The only scoreboard that matters is the one that's in front of our face. Next week is probably going to be an intervention. So let's talk about it next on Amazing But True. Ooh, welcome back to an all-star edition of Amazing But True, our New York Mets podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown here live from Los Angeles. Jake Brown, a.k.a. Christian Bale, starring in Batman. You're going to love me. Uh, yes, the the golden voice is gone, folks. I have partied too hard in L.A. with plenty of work, Figgy, as well. Nelson Figueroa coming from New York. Jake from Los Angeles checking out today. But Figgy, boy, what a trip. And what a show we got for you today. I have a couple of so I have one on ones, pretty good one on ones with Jeff McNeil, Mets all star, a one on one with Edwin Diaz, who also enters the Edwin Diaz Spanish Academy. Um, I think he laughed at a few of my attempts, as most people do. And a short clip with Pete Alonzo as well. So we'll play those later in the show. Man, uh, sometimes I think I should live in Los Angeles, but then I hear my voice right now and realize I would not survive. How are you, Nelson? <laughs> I give it I give it less than 10 days if you lived in L.A. Um, I'm doing fantastic. And listen, this is a great uh, exhibit of how good our podcast is. We're all across the country right now. We got hearts as well. 
in the middle of America setting up to do a gig. Um, he's in some random Midwest auditorium and I see him in the background and it looks like he's about to star in the greatest showman based on the backdrop. <laughs> so. That's very true. That's a very good call. But I'm, I'm telling you that for you to have these interviews, you're right there in the midst of it. There's no other podcast that can compare. I don't care what Twitter says or who put out a damn poll. And we athlete had 4%. Logos. Yeah. Listen, I love athlete logos. I've loved them since you know day one when I was working at SNY. He uh, created a couple of things for me. I, I have them still canvases. He does fantastic work. But um, our podcast stands alone. There's nobody with our guest list. There's nobody with our insight. There's nobody with our humor. And the ability to laugh at ourselves and uh, have people laugh along. So having said that, it's the all-star break and uh, great job by you to get those interviews. I'm, I'm glad you're still alive that, that we yeah. have. I don't know if I am still alive. That's the question. I, I think I'm living. I'm breathing now. <laughs> um, but man, what a weekend. Uh, you know, Pete Alonso doesn't win the home run derby. But a Met wins for a third straight year was the talk of Twitter, essentially. And Juan Soto. We'll get into that in a minute. Jacob deGrom, we got to discuss. I mean, out of precaution, the Mets pushed back his simulated game to Thursday instead of Tuesday. You hear mild muscle soreness around shoulder, and it's almost deja vu all over again, Figgy, with you know these injuries. They say he's fine. He, he, he played catch Monday and Tuesday. Hell, I almost played catch, Figgy, when they gave me a glove. Shout out to MasterCard. What an experience. Um, I, bucket list, Figgy. Like, you... I mean, you've been a home run derbies, but to sit, I mean, I might be battered and bruised from getting tackled, trying to catch balls. I felt it was like, like a mosh pit. I felt like <laughs> the unsuccessful Zach Hample, except less douchier than Zach Hample. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I read his book as a kid, too, but no, I'm not a big fan. Of he anything. was at the Ferry Hawks game the other day. Oh, was he? Well, oh, yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> so they gave me the glove to keep. So. Man, what a priceless experience. I had a blast out there. Almost caught an Alonzo ball. I tweeted I was going to catch one. I came so close. I did take a picture with the ball, but I'm sorry, Twitter. I didn't catch that. I asked someone for the ball who I, who I was with, and they, they caught one. But, wow, to people getting tackled, just the exhilaration of the ball coming towards me. Here's basically what happened. The one that went over my head, I closed my eyes a little. I got a little scared. So I'm like, and like you're looking into the L.A. sun and you're like, am I going to get this? And it's like, <laughs> doesn't take a great coach to say, don't close your eyes when the ball's coming at you. Yeah, well, that's when I did my first umpiring experience behind home plate. He swung and missed. and I called it a ball and the kid looked at me like I was on crack. Um, so <laughs> I got hit on this side, hit on this side, hit in the back. There was a fight that happened behind me. But if anyone listening, highly recommend if you can pull it off. Obviously, I was blessed, some would say, to be able to pull that off. Got lucky, um, but great access there. Great talking to Jeff and Pete. And um, Starling was with uh, Alan, who I, I saw a few times over the weekend, the translator, Alan Sertiel. Um, And uh, so I did not talk to him, but kind of wish I took him to the Spanish Academy. Did you see the shirtless picture of him walking around? Of, how could you miss it? I mean, that <laughs> if I had that body, I would do exactly so what So do you did. remember remember when I told you in the Dominican? I said, oh, Starling Marte was at the game today. I bumped into him. I go, I remember him when, you know, we were coming up and, and uh, he was playing outfield for us. I go, this is a different animal. It's like an Under Armour mannequin come to life. He forgot his shirt at the hotel. I 
am thinking that was intentional. When you have a body like that and you have an ice like that and you got the drip like that and you got the jacket like that, the only better dressed one in Hollywood this weekend was Jake Brown. I mean, come on. I mean, oh, I had, yeah, I had some go. fire fits this weekend, Figgy. Got a lot of compliments. This new shirt. How do you like this gold little lion shirt right here? Look at this. Yeah. No, that, kind of cool, that, right? That's what it's about. Lion. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let's get back to the Mets. But yeah, epic weekend. Throats, bo- voice is gone. We'll have a Subway Series preview next week as well. Can't wait for that on Tuesday which is what we're a little worried to ground. We'd love to see him Tuesday or Wednesday, but that's not looking realistic at this point. Well, death taxes and the Mets getting hit by pitches. It, it came to L.A. too. Jeff McNeil getting hit by a pitch. I mean, can this team catch a break? And then Pete Alonzo walking. So two of the four Mets play. Diaz didn't make it in. And they'll lose three, two. Doesn't mean anything. I left after the top of the ninth because the L.A. traffic is worse than New York. Uh, an absolute disaster. Head of the Uber got out of there, but um, would have been cool to see the home run derby in extra innings. I think that was a cool new rule, new wrinkle that uh, they try to pull off that didn't happen. But a walk a hit by pitch, two guys don't play. Pete loses. But what are you going to do, Figgy? I mean, Julio Rodriguez was really the star. I know Soto won, but what a show from Julio Rodriguez. That was a fun derby. Yeah, a, a testament to baseball, right? One guy hits 83 home runs. The other guy hits 58 home runs and wins. It's not how many you do it's when you do it right so that's the biggest key with the home run derby and uh, Juan Soto took full advantage of that when you're going second it's easier to know how many you need to to win you don't have to keep swinging and swing yourself you know until you're you know basically uh too sore or too tired to keep going uh, but what a display by Julio Rodriguez um we knew about him you know when the Mets played against him and Seattle Mariners, thank goodness he didn't do much damage then. But this is a guy that you're going to hear his name for a long, long time. Um, the guys in the game, I thought a very cool element was the pitchers and catchers having mics talking to each other. I'm pissed I missed that because I heard about that. It sounded pretty cool. And, and that was there in Pete Alonso's at bat. So I don't know where you were, but <laughs> Nestor Cortez. Nestor Cortez is talking, you know, to Trevino and he's telling him what he wants to throw. And Trevino's going along with it because that's usually what happens. Is the signs go down. The pitch com works backwards. It's a catcher suggesting to the pitcher. And then the pitcher has to either say yes, no, or kind of, you know, give feedback back. Um, this was an interesting element because I think it makes it even quicker because it's the pitcher who ultimately decides what he wants to throw. The information is given to him from the catcher and then the pitcher has to decide if he wants to throw it or not. So when the pitcher is making that first thing of like, you know, I'm looking at his stance, I'm going to go with a slider here. Then he goes, I'm going to go sidearm slider. So he doesn't even have to, there's much more information given to the catcher and what the catcher can expect from the pitch. And then he did the, you know, funky mechanics, uh, high leg kick, bring the leg behind his back, swivel, turn, and then threw a ball. So after all that, it's still a ball. Um, but it was a very interesting element in the game. And I, I liked, you know, if guys can communicate with each other um, during the game, during the broadcast. And I know it's, it probably will never happen, although in this day and age of entertainment value, those are the kinds of things that, you know, you can have inside access to where it's not on the actual broadcast, but it'll be a subscription based element. You know, you can listen in on an inning of, um, you know, one one guy on one team, one guy on the other team kind of interacting or, you know, talking back and forth like we've seen at some of the games. I think those are very cool things about the All-Star game, the things that aren't done normally. Um, and at the end of the day, representation was great. Four guys there. Um, now it's going to be the post-All-Star. How much will this team do to stay in first place? 
And, you know, the Jacob deGrom news, anytime you hear of a setback, uh, I know this is a minor one. This is some muscle soreness, you know, give him an extra couple of days. We're not rushing him back anyway. So there's no reason to panic, but we've heard this before. It's nothing to worry about. It's nothing to worry about. It's not going to be nothing to worry about until he's out there throwing on the big league mound. So uh, I'll, I'll continue to be worried until I see him in a Met uniform at City Field. Yeah, it's hard to not be worried with the track record he has had. Um, a subscription-based element service from pitcher to catcher. Wow, that's that's an interesting one. Uh, so it's like only it's an OnlyFans subscription, essentially, <laughs> from pitcher to catcher. Got it. I'm telling you, if Trevor Bauer, if Trevor Bauer was still in Major League Baseball, it would have already been done. It would have been a, a Trevor Bauer exclusive service where he would have that kind of access. And I'm guaranteeing that's immediately popped into his head. But I think that would be a really cool element um, to get inside of it a little bit. Same thing with. You know, coaches, you could, you know, have the coaches mic'd up, see how the coaches work together, see what the manager is thinking. Um, there's so many things, but the, the, again, that's inside access to stuff that normally you would never have access to. Yeah, well, luckily we sent Trevor Barrow on a one-way rocket ship to the moon. Hopefully he never returns. All-star game in L.A. and uh, $43 million. He's not there, huh? Yeah. Fitting. How about that? I mean, uh, Max Scherzer, $43 million, also not there, but because he was injured, um, Apply suntan lotion if you're out in L.A. Confirmed. Uh, I got cheddar biscuits cooking on my head right now. You got uh, aloe going on. Uh, oh, my God, dude. Yeah, that's why I'm wearing the hat. Wearing the- that's going to come in real nice when you have that still, you know, nice pale skin in the front and the top is just bronzed. Oh, well, I've been putting aloe on, but I don't know if it's helping much, but I, I'm out on the field and my <laughs> dome is just getting burnt to a crisp. Um, there's nothing you could do. I mean, I could wear a hat. Well, I, you can. So I bought this hat. It's $50 ripoff. Uh, hold but on, hold on. LA logo on it. So it has a Dodger logo. I didn't want to be a media credential. I don't want to be there with the uh, logo. It's the all-star game in LA. I think people would understand. I know. I felt weird. I should have just wore it. What a, Holy cow. Um, or I think, you know, I think I bought it after I already got burned. Yeah. Rookie. Because I was there all figure. You understand. I was there Saturday. Monday, I was there like 13 hours this media day starts 11 a.m. And then you're there through the game. I mean, it's an absurdly long day and then you got a party after. So um, you want me, I'll give you the party recap. Here's the party recap. So Tuesday was the Marriott, the players hotel down there. Some players pop up. I didn't even realize Vladdy Jr. There, Miguel Tejada. How did you not realize Vladdy Jr.? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Are you serious? Don't ask questions. No, it, I realize his silhouette is even iconic with the dreads. And you're I got to say, though, you don't realize the players much when their uniforms off like they not like not him, but other guys like a Greg Soto or someone you you just without the jersey like, oh, who's this guy? Um, CeCe Sabathian, Adam Jones saw outside a food truck. Nice. I got to say the food, too, is just too expensive. I mean, we have a certain budget here and expense reports. And every meal I ate was Blew right through it. Expensive report. The water grill, ninety dollars after tip. I mean, my goodness, lobster roll, bayside fries, and a diet coke, fifty bucks. I mean, give me a freaking break! You got to be living large out here. All star uh, game, baby. So that was fun. Um, the David Ortiz party was good. Albert Pujols was there. David Ortiz, Jacques Jones, Jerry Harrison Jr., Tory Hunter. Um, that was fun. And a couple other one, fun ones as well. Well, you mentioned Juan Soto winning the Homer Derby. Let's talk about Juan Soto because there are rumored trades out there. 
There's him reposting Donovan Mitchell to his Instagram story with the orange and blue and everyone saying, you know, Soto to Mets confirmed because he reposted Donovan Mitchell. Listen, it's a all-star posting an all-star from another sport. I wouldn't read too much into that, but it is interesting that he did repost it because there's some people who say, don't post that stuff. You might start rumors. He's good friends with Marte. You saw him in the background of Marte when he was shirtless on the red carpet, standing there like kind of awkwardly, but also like maybe he wants to be next to him in the outfield. He hung out with, he hung out a little bit with Edwin Diaz. There's a TikTok of them passing by and talking there as well. So I was standing with them at that moment that I couldn't understand because it was all in Spanish. So I didn't want to ask them to take me to the Academy. I was, <laughs> I met his agent. We spoke with his agent on the show with Joel Sherman and John Heyman, Scott Boris, who talked about his status and his contract. Um, so he's the talk of the town right now. Now the proposed trade that SNY posted, I'll pass. It was uh, that, like Jeff was McNeil, ridiculous. Tyler, Mc, Tyler McGill. Uh, by the way, I got a, at one of the events, I got cards and they had a Patrick Mazika card. I was like a Mazika. Like, they make these. I need this. Anyways, <laughs> um, Alvarez, McGill, uh, McNeil and Vientos and Beatty. It was just too much. It was me. like pick two out of the three, you know, uh, Mauricio, Ventos, Beatty, uh, Alvarez for sure. McNeil, um, McGill, uh, those guys for sure. And that, that's a whole lot um, when you're talking about, uh, remember when I said, oh, maybe the Mets can trade and get Juan Soto. And who was it? Our friend John Heyman that said no chance in hell. And two weeks, two weeks later, and what are we talking about? So <laughs> needless to say, everything can be worked out. And you got to remember it's, it's a possible uh, one-year rental, uh, one-and-a-half-year rental. Um, for a guy, well, he's got you? two actually. Cause I thought one, two, he has, it would be a two and a half, year two and a half. That's right. Two and, and a half, half, which isn't so, terrible. It, it isn't terrible, but at the same time, it's only two and a half years and you're giving up five guys who are three of them. If you talk about the prospects, including Alvarez that are supposed to be your future for the next six years. So are you willing to risk that unless you already know that you can lock up Soto? He said no to 15 years for 40, which is a little disrespectful when you think about it, because it's 30, less than $30 million a year where, you know, Mike Trout is making way more than that. Then if Soto is supposed to be the face of baseball over the next 10 years, then how do you have him making even less and you paying a pitcher? $43 million a year when this guy's an everyday player who's... And he's 24, you know, Figgy. He's like about correct. to be in his prime. Because people at the bar I was next to said 15 is 440, so greedy. But like when you do the numbers... You do the math. it make more. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's the, what, what it comes down to. We just saw that if players are willing to do it and you can do short-term contracts, you know what? There's no uh, loyalty involved in it. If you want to make more bang for your buck, you can put yourself out every year if you want. Do a one-year or two-year contract and keep moving around. And I'm Sure, he can pull fifty million a year. Somebody will give them their whole TV, their whole TV budget that they get from you know Major League Baseball for the TV packages for fifty million a year just to go to Juan Soto, just so you can have him in a jersey for a year or two. There's no way that they wouldn't. If you're going to give a pitcher, um, you know Max Scherzer, Trevor Bauer, over forty million dollars, and then we'll see what Jacob Degrom commands when he becomes um, a free agent or you know does his uh, opt out. But I'm I'm thinking in this day and age. That's a lot to give up with the hopes of signing this guy. Um, if you can verify, hey, we'll make this trade if he signs right now and it, with us an extension and everything else. Sure. Why not? You do the deal. 
Um, but uh, you can you can find replacements for the other pieces. You never know if prospects pan out. We always go back to the Mike Piazza trade. Um, but Juan Soto is the real deal. You, you're about you would trade Alvarez and a package, but not trade McNeil. Uh, I, I would put Alvarez in a package for Juan Soto. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that's that's a that's a certain thing, uh, you know, I, other than injury. Um, this is a guy that's going to, you know, be top five in every category, um, especially on base percentage, especially home runs, especially RBIs in a lineup like this. I mean, there's no wondering if he can do it. I'm on the fence because, you know, you trade if you McNeil's included, you're trading your second base utility guys in 320. You trade Alvarez in there. You're trading your franchise future. Yeah, but franchise McNeil's also the guy that batted 220 last year. I mean, which. But was an all star a couple of years before that. So, like, yes, he's had a few off years and that's what he'll talk to us about that, because I asked him about and you'll hear his anger and frustration in the past. And no change. Yes, I, I, <laughs> I did it lightly. Uh, Good. I, I'm Treaded a lightly. You didn't want to get knocked. Out. I'm a professional interviewer, Figgy. But uh, yeah, I, I was a little worried. The wording was a little it took me a little to get it out of uh, my mouth. Um, how do I recover from that? Uh, anyways. <laughs> Oh God, that's our hearts. Is yeah, like, what? Hearts just walked all the way back oh, into man. the screen. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm, what I say next, but anyways, yes, he's gotten better, but I just, I wouldn't give up everyone because yes, it's two oh, no, and a no, half I'm, years. I'm, it's three playoff I'm, not runs. Looking, I'm not looking for six. I'm not looking for six guys. It's and you know, they're going to ask for more than the division. They're within the division. I know they suck in the rebuilding, but it's a divisional opponent. They, they can try to ask for more. That's great. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just look at all the different packages that are possible. And at the end of the day, you think about who has the money to do this. There's four teams um, that have the money to kind of do this where they can keep them. Um, oh, Hearts is raising his hand. Uh, yes, Mr. Hearts. So now I, on a previous episode of Amazing But True, if the people want to go back and take a listen, I had proposed to you that if I guaranteed you the Mets will win the World Series, but you had to trade Francisco Alvarez. I believe Mr. Jake Brown said a hard no. So now you're okay with that? Because, I mean, Juan Soto, is, is a, it, it helps the guarantee in my mind. Mm-hmm. For Soto, yes, but I'd rather not include McNeil with that because you're losing two starters and McCann has sucked offensively. So, you so what you have starters. So what you have is Guillaume. I know he has two home runs. He's batting 293. He was batting 300 for most of the year and his playing time is diminished, you know, because Escobar has to play and McNeil is an all-star. Um, but Guillaume has played a very good second base defensively. He's way better than McNeil. Um, you can live with Guillaume at second base. Juan Soto in the outfield is a game changer. You don't remember who the Dodgers traded to get Mookie Betts. It was a bunch of prospects. Why do the Mets need to go out now and give away key pieces of their team? Why can't they just do prospects and a McGill? Because you have to do something that nobody else will do because uh, everybody else has prospects. There's teams that have way better prospects. There's teams that can give away. It could be a Herschel Walker kind of situation where a team like the Dodgers uh, in L.A. can, you know, give up prospects, can give up players, can give up a guy who, you know, we want to talk about giving up a guy. You give up Bellinger, who's a MVP type guy who maybe he finds it in Washington and is less 
limelight of LA. You, you sent him over that way. Bellinger himself could be a Juan Soto every year. This is a kid who was just hitting 30 home runs and you thought was the future of the game. All of a sudden he had a bad year, a bad two years, and now batting a buck 80, you're like, oh my God, this guy is kind of terrible. But he's a guy you would include in the trade. Right. And he's a key piece for the Dodgers. The Dodgers aren't just going to give up on him. But if you can get a Juan Soto, give up prospects, you have the money, you have the resources. The Mets have to do something that goes, you know what? This works out better for us in the long but run. But here's the thing. They still need a reliever. Are the Nationals giving us a reliever? Like they have to do a separate trade. Now you want their best reliever, too? Good God, Jake. <laughs> There's other things they need. That's these, Of course, if they get them. I, I, my voice will be like add this. three run, add three runs to every game when you get them. You I know mean, what I mean? It's going to be like, incredible. I just worry because we've seen this team trade away the future before. And, and how has it come back to? Yeah, yeah but how, I was going to say how how has it come back to haunt them in any way, shape, or form? You just never know. I mean, they, <laughs> they, 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 you know what? Just do it. Just just get them. I nah, don't even care anymore. Just right, go get them. I just I, I'm starting to like McNeil again. And uh, no, no, I don't. I, I don't. Like I don't McNeil, blame you. But last year was frustrating. You. No, I, just I don't, don't want to trade him because I just love his approach. I love how he hits. He hits with runner score position. He chokes up. He's not worried about power. He's got that old school mentality. He's played a good defense. He can play multiple positions. I, and, and you have him for cheap where, you know, Alvarez, I said before, I wouldn't. Fine. I'll do it for Soto. Anyways, this is amazing, but true. Jake Brown, Nelson Figaro, follow us. On Twitter at Amazing But True, Jake Brown Radio at Figgy and Why. The Mets are 58 and 35, 93 games into the season. We have 69 games to go. How about that? What a halfway point. It's like they set that on purpose. The Braves still in this two and a half games. That five game series in August, Figgy is going to be monumental. And I'm going to need to be at all five of those because that is a monster series. Can't wait for that this west coast time i was looking at the schedule and i see 10 40 a.m for a game i'm like what i'm like oh that's right my computer's in pacific time still coming up is the mets and the padres a good test here come out of the gates at city field this weekend figgy um and a chance for the mets to make a statement because listen they got three with the padres and then two with the yankees so they come right out of the gates tough schedule but then they get the marlins and nationals and then that series versus the braves you know, a lot of games versus the Braves left. They got a few versus the Dodgers. They got some cookies in there, but a fairly tough schedule the rest of the way, mixed in with some cookies. So this second half is going to be interesting, and, and the trade deadline coming up August 2nd. So we'll look ahead more to that next week, but obviously names would love to get Josh Bell here. Would love to get Nelson Cruz doesn't, you know, I don't adore getting Nelson Cruz. He's having a down year, but getting someone like a Bell, and a puck or whatever other reliever is out there, the Mets need to get both of those before August 2nd. Yeah, there's pieces that they definitely need. Um, this team was not complete and still playing fantastic um, up until this point. Uh, there's so many things that you can point to and 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 look with, with some, you know, really high hopes of when Jacob deGrom does return, when Tyler McGill uh, does return. Those kind of guys, those kind of, players um, just make everything easier on the bullpen. They make everything easier on the staff and the, and for the offense. They don't nearly have to score as many runs when you have pitchers who can throw that many innings and put up that many zeros. Um, I think in, in you have to give credit where credit is due. And, and I'm so sick of, uh, um, you know, it was great to see Jimenez in the all-star game. He's having a fantastic season. And Lindor was not in the all-star game. Um, Lindor is having one of his best RBI seasons ever. In fact, it is his best RBI season to date. 
and nobody gives him enough credit. We keep looking at his batting average as if batting average is a way that's determining if a hitter is a good hitter. I think if you went up and down the all-star lineups, you'd find plenty of hitters who are not hitting 300, right? It used to be the barometer used to be 300. Oh, this guy, 300, and he has to hit 25, 30 home runs, and he has to have 100 RBIs. That was the barometer of a, of a good hitter. Lindor's defense, of course, um, the amount of RBIs that he has now already eclipsed last year's total. It's the most RBIs he's ever had at the All-Star break. It's the most RBIs by a Mets shortstop in team franchise history at the All-Star break. Almost 20 more than uh, Jose Reyes had was only 48. Um, and back when, you know, he, he set the record for the Mets. So Lindor has done a lot of nice things. He did not make the all-star team, an F war, an F war, which means an all encompassing war. He fits in between Mookie Betts and Austin Riley, both all-stars, but Lindor was not named an all-star. I'm not saying that he should have been, but this tells you where he's at. So he's in a very good place. He's in a much better place than he was. And I think that's high hopes for the second half. Um, having said that, DeGrom, Scherzer, a healthy Scherzer. We've seen Scherzer since he's been back. He's looked fantastic, and this is the guy that they paid for. Um, th that's going to do nothing but be a plus for this team. Uh, Pete Alonso, of course, being on pace for 140 RBIs is, is something that you know we would marvel at and, and continue to say that you know this guy has been the real deal since he's put on a Met uniform. And uh, um, I'll go even further. Uh, a guy like uh, Brandon Nimmo uh, playing center field where Marte, who was an all-star center fielder, moved over to right field because he had a better arm and has played uh, you know a, a corner outfield position before. Nimmo has looked great in center field, has made a lot of nice plays and continues to do what he does at the top of that lineup. This team has got speed. It's got, you know, more contact than we have seen in, in years past. Um, not a lot of swing and miss. And it, having said all that, Escobar still is not the player that we thought he would be. He still has 11 home runs. And every time he does something good, he finished out the Cubs series, you know, batting pretty well. Uh, uh, the uh, biggest Marte, of course, is a game changer with his speed, his defense, his non-shirtness. Um, and Mark Canna, um, he, he's been so good and so consistent. Like you just take it for granted how he's been in left field and just been that everyday guy that kind of just keeps the line up, keeps the line moving, gets you that hit, goes the other way, does all the little things that makes all these other guys um, be able to kind of just relax and focus on task at hand. And they continue to put runs on the board. And that's what makes this team a very potent team, especially when you get the lead down to Edwin Diaz, who is when he's in a game and the 38 games he's been in, the Mets are 34 and four. But I remember a time, and I'm sure you'll play the interview now, Jake. Because no, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to cue that up now. Good, good transition. Considering someone quote tweeted my tweet uh, that I said I trade him for Dunkaroos the other day. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> go back and delete tweets from 20. Uh -huh. Don't you, don't you go anywhere, my friend. Stay nah, tuned I'm, for that. I'm interview. probably going to take that one down because if they win the World <laughs> Series and he closes it out, that's going to. Meek Phil is going to find that. And he always <laughs> finds the dumbest tweets from people's past. Um, but Edwin D has been great. And, and he said high hopes for the Mets in the second half. You got to have high hopes for a living shooting for the stars when I couldn't make a killing. That's you said high hopes a few times. That's clearly replaced by the wayside and Bradley Cooper. So that's your new song for the second half. High hopes. And we have high hopes for the Mets. I knew I was going to have oh, one. Good more. God. I had to have at least one this show. There it is. Bieber fever voice crack. Um, yes, we have high hopes for the second half. 69 games to go. 
We'll see what the Mets do. The Braves are on our tails. Well, you mentioned Edwin Diaz. We'll have a clip with Pete Alonzo to end the show. We'll have Jeff McNeil, but let's queue up my one-on-one with Mets closer Edwin Diaz from All-Star Media Day at Dodger Stadium on Monday. We'll have Diaz, McNeil, Alonzo coming up next to close out this episode of Amazing But True. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Edwin, uh, I do amazing but true. Nelson Figueroa, and he teaches me Spanish every week. So you're going right. to teach me Spanish right okay. now. All right, all-star pitcher. How do I say it in Spanish? Jugador estrella, lanzador. All right, slower. I got to repeat it. Lanzador. Lanzador. Del juego de estrella. Del vuelo. Del juego. Juego. De estrellas. De estrellas. All right. How do I say Hollywood swinging? Swing the Hollywood. Swing the Hollywood. Oh, that's, that's easy. Too yeah, that's easy. easy. All right, I need something because I can't roll my arms. That's the problem we have. All right. Uh... Nice car. Buen carro. Buen carro. Buen, buen. Buen carro. 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 All right. Best manager in honor of Buck Showalter. Mejor. Mejor. Dirigente. Dirigente. Okay, I like that one. All right. Second half. Segunda mitad. Segunda mitad. Mitad. All right. All right. What do you think about Buck Showalter? You know, it's been nice. It's been I am um, really blessed to play for him. You know. It's been nice to me, to our, to our team. You know, um, we're really happy to have him as a manager. Tell me about the nickname, Sugar. You know, that's come from a movie. I was playing Travel Team 2010. We was watching the movie called Sugar. That's a, from a, a baseball player from DR. So we was watching that movie, and they told me I look like the kid in the movie. So they started coming Sugar from that. Mets fans love the trumpet entrance at the stadium. Does that pump you up when you run out to the mound? And what do you think of the whole Mets fans rejoicing with the You know, the they trumpets? enjoyed that song, so I'm really, really happy to when you know, I came off the bullpen and they, they started singing the song. So I feel really, really good when I'm coming to pitch, hearing the fans, like, they are with me coming to the mound. Did you ever play the trumpet, any instrument? No, never. No? No. Saying rap, nothing? Nothing. Not a music guy? Yeah, I'm a music guy, but I'm not good singing, so I just listen to music. What are you listening, Bad Bunny? Yeah, a lot of Latin music. Okay. Um, Pete Alonso, how cool of a teammate is this guy, and do you think he gets a three-peat tonight? You know, he will get the three-peat, and I think nobody can be. You know, I hope we win the... the the champ, the champ again, and it's a great team, you know, fun to watch, you know, great guy in the clubhouse, so I'm really blessed to have him in our team. Adam Adovino told me Joely Rodriguez is the funniest guy in the team. Do you yeah, agree? it's funny, yeah, it's funny. He like, he like to have fun in the bullpen, so, you know, we, we laugh a lot with him in the bullpen. What about this guy right here on your right, Starling? He's been incredible for this yeah, team. Yeah, he's been incredible. What's you know? so cool about him? What's made him a te- great teammate? You know, it's a great team. You know, the, the best thing for him that he, he, he can get a strikeout. He walk to the to the to the dugout, relax. He know the next IB he can get a base. So, play. The, the way he plays, you know, it's fun to watch. How comfortable are you in New York now? I mean, you've been one of the most dominant closers. You league. know, I feel, I feel really good. You know, I feel really good. I feel comfortable. You know, I know. 
you know, with our team having a great season, you know, um, I'll, be able, I'll be able to help them to win a lot of games, so I feel really good. World Series or bust this year? Yeah, we are, that's our, our goal, win the World Series, so we are on that right now. All right. Thanks, Evan. Thank you. Games over 500 are we? 23, I think. 23 games over 500, you know, playing, playing good baseball in first place, so, um, you know, we've been able to do that without, uh, you know, Jake and uh, Scherzer, so, um, you know, to have them both back, you know, hopefully, you know, we got Scherzer back a few weeks ago, but to have Jake back, hopefully, you know, not too long after the All-Star break, it's going to be huge for us. This lined up for you perfectly with you starting, new kid. How cool is that to have the baby seeing you in the starting lineup yeah. in the NL in Hollywood? Uh, yeah, no, pretty exciting week. Um, you know, our first uh, son, Lucas, was born. Um, so, uh, you know, really exciting. Um, he's going to be down here. It's going to be uh, you know, his first baseball game. So, um, you know, it could be a uh, you know, better week for me. And, um, Glad his first first baseball game is going to be uh, you know starting the All Star game. So is he going to be on the field tonight? Derby All Star game, uh, taking it all in. Where where is it? Where is he going to be? I'm not sure. Uh, I think he'll probably be up with, with uh, my wife. Uh, you know, hanging out in the stands, and um, you know, we'll see how long he can make it tonight. How's that been going? Like a new kid? Like it's stressful? Uh, How's it been maintaining, you know, playing on the field and managing a kid now? Yeah, it hasn't been too bad. You know, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, he's out in California and you know, I'm out in New York, so, you know, I don't get to see him a lot. But, uh, you know, um, hopefully, you know, he can get out there you know, pretty soon and um, see him out in New York. But, uh, you know, it hasn't been too bad. Does coming out here kind of inspire you for the potential of an NLCS and the Mets and Dodgers? You guys are the two best teams in the league right now. Do you have dreams of coming back here late October, mid late October? Yeah, uh, you know I think as long as we're in you know NLCS, I don't think we care who we play, but uh, you know it'd be cool to be um, you know back in back in LA. You know we had a good series with them earlier in the year. I think we split, so um, you know they're a good team. They're playing well. You know there's a few good teams in the NL, and um, you know, hopefully uh, you know we'll find somebody. What is it about Buck Showalter that's so special? I asked Pete, but he's just such a special manager and behind the scenes. I've been told he's low-key hilarious yeah. as well. So tell yeah. me about Buck behind the scenes. Uh, Buck is Buck is awesome. You know, I think he uh, you know really understands his players well, and you know he gets to know them. And you know every player is you know a little bit different. So uh, you know he's been done done a great job. Uh, you know with that. Um, you know love, love talking to him. Yeah, he's uh, low-key pretty funny, and you know he's got some jokes. So, he's got dad uh, jokes or all jokes. Uh, he's got He's got a little bit of everything, so uh, you know it's great to have around. Uh, you know, I think that was a, you know one of the best things you know for this team, and um, you know he, pay, he pays you know a lot of attention to like the little details and you know winning ball games, and you know I think that's been huge for us. What's changed for you getting back on track? Because we know you're a 300 hitter. Last couple of years you're off, but you're back this year. Is there something mentally that that was there? Or you just you've choked up more, trying to hit homers less. No, What's I just, changed? I think I just tried to simplify things and you know stay up the middle a little bit and you know just kind of hit line drives and hit them or not if they're shifting me. Just try to you know, get a single the other way. Um, you know I think that's kind of why my you know power numbers are down right now. It's just like trying to get singles and uh, you know get on base and you know let guys like Pete grab me in. Does winning factor? Because in the past. You've been angry sometimes. You seem happier this year. Some you seem more joyful. Is the team and the fun spirit behind it play a part in that? Oh yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, winning is fun. Uh, you know, I've been you know with the Mets for you know four years. Haven't played in the playoffs yet, so you know, us you know in first place makes it a lot more fun. And uh, you know, ultimate goals to you know, get to the playoffs this year and um, you know win a World Series. So.
Adam Adovino told me Joely Rodriguez is the funniest guy on the team. <laughs> Who's the funniest guy on the team in your opinion? Uh, he's up there. You know, he's kind of... He's out in the bullpen a lot, though, so I'm not, I don't interact with him too much. So who in the lineup who is the funniest? Lineup, I, oh, you got to go with Pete. Pete? Yeah, okay. I, I think Pete, Pete's got some, some, good, some good jokes and stories, and uh, you know, he does a good job. Thanks, sir. Pete, you told me you have a power bod, not a dad bod. How does the power bod recover from all the swings you got to go through tonight and going into the second half? Um, just, uh, I mean, again, just hi uh, hydration, uh, getting some good nutrients and, and good food. That's that's pretty much it. And uh, having a couple days after is gonna be it's gonna be nice. I'm gonna gonna use it use it to my full advantage and uh, be all I can be for my team in the second half and win as many games as possible. What are you and the fam doing here the next couple days after this to wind down? Oh, uh, we're we're not we're not staying here. We got to go back because it's a long way back and uh, we got a first couple games in New York on Friday. So we're just, uh, right after the game we're heading out, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna get some uh, much uh, much deserved rest uh, back in New York. What is it about Buck Showalter that's so special and different and has you guys head in the right direction? I mean, Buck is, uh, Buck's been really uh, instrumental for us. He's been a, he's been a huge, huge addition uh, to the staff. He has a tremendous amount of knowledge and understanding of the game, and it just, it's just evident um, of him being, being a leader for us. It, it's, it's truly awesome. All right, thanks for the time from Edwin Diaz, Jeff McNeil, and Pete Alonzo from All-Star Week in Los Angeles. Figgy, that wraps up episode 113 of Amazing Mature Mets podcast from the New York Post. I'm happy to be flying back to New York because I miss New York and I miss City Field and I can't wait for the Padres series this week. Well, thanks to Andrew Hartz and to you, L.A. Jake, for uh, producing the podcast. La Jake. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Continue to share. Tell your friends all about the Amazing But True, wherever you get your podcasts. We also want to say second half, we're going to have more fan interaction and more entertainment coming your way. Yeah, and later in the season, we'll hope, you know, when the playoffs come around, we'll be doing more than one a week, likely. So stay tuned for that. We'll have our live podcast again at Ebbs on Old Timers Day coming up on August 27th. So stay tuned for that. Subway Series preview coming up next week. I'll be there Tuesday credentials, so I'll see what uh, players I could gather up on Tuesday. But thanks to the Mets All-Stars. Thanks to the Mets for a fun first half. And the second half, I can't wait. Hollywood Jake signing out. New York Figgy. Midwest Andrew Hartz. We're all signing out. I'm going to shut up now because I got a flight to catch. Thanks for listening to Amazing But True. We'll catch you next week for the Subway Series. And as always, Figgy, let's, let's go Mets. Mets. Sorry it was delayed, but this internet's crappy. Ha <laughs> ha.